It is 19 minutes before the hour here on the Trout Large Radio Show. We continue with Emily Sandblade, Zoning Board of Adjustment member in the town of Goffstown. Uh, as uh, a controversial project is once again before the uh, Zoning Board, and there seem to be, well, questionable things happening. As we left off, uh, there was a joint meeting of the Planning and Zoning Boards to address this. Uh, and I want to take it from there because this is kind of where I guess it starts to get weird, aside from the fact that the chairman of the Zoning Board seemingly under pressure from the chairman of the planning board, uh, has recused himself in the matter because, well, we don't know because he won't say. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't seem to be, I mean, you, you, it seems to me as, as an elected official, you know, if I'm going to recuse myself, I'm going to explain why I am depriving the people of, uh, you know, who elected me of my, of my vote one way or another. So, what happened following this joint this this joint um, meeting? The planning board voted on the conditional use permits that they were being asked to vote on, which was about four permits. And, and of course, they approved it. They approved it. It, it went through uh, pretty much unanimously. Uh, and then the uh, planning members were told to go home. They tried to adjourn the meeting, but it turned out that you can't adjourn a joint meeting uh, if you're going to go ahead and, and uh, have the other board meet. Uh, on their own. Okay. And so now, so did we, the planning board vote during the joint meeting, or did it? Uh, how did how did that vote happen? Oh, what happened was the zoning board members were told to return to the audience from the table, and we did so. And then the vote was was taken in the planning board. So they dis they they they, they moved you guys aside, yes. and then they voted as the planning board. And yes. then what? You guys came back from the audience, and the planning board members took off. Pretty much. So it became a member. It became a meeting of the zoning board. Uh, it became a, mem- a meeting of the zoning board members, but technically it was still a joint meeting. Is this legal? Oh, yeah, very much so. Okay, that sounds uh, but strange what to me. Is- well, if it's a joint meeting, I would assume you need a quorum of both boards. You need a quorum of both boards uh, at the time of the meeting, but we did have a quorum because we had three members out of the five of the zoning board, and they had at least four members of the planning board, and that's a quorum that was required. Right, but I'm saying say the quorum of a joint meeting should be a majority of the boards combined so long as there is a majority of each board. So if you, you, send, the, if you send the zoning board members to the audience – do you not lose a quorum? No, you don't. Of the because joint meeting? what happens is in the joint meeting, each board has deliberation separately. All right, I don't even get though it. it is part of the joint meeting. Gotcha. All right, but then how can they how can they vote as separate boards in a joint meeting? That that strikes me as odd. Well, it's kind of unusual, but there's nothing. There's nothing that's really. Well, was it posted? Uh, was it posted that uh, you know there would be votes taken by each board separately after this joint hearing? Yes, and they did follow the law. Uh, there's okay. no question about that. So the zoning the planning board does its thing, then the zoning board comes up, and there's three three members of the five. How come there are only three of the five? Uh, one well, of the reasons is because Alan Re- Yaten recused, recused himself. himself, and the other reason is because. Uh, uh, you we were missing to, a member that night. Okay, do you happen? The, do you happen to know if Yateman is uh, opposed to this project? I'm very sure that he is. He has pretty much indicated that he's opposed to it. Oh, so, so he's opposed, but he's been pushed out. Yes, for reasons that no one will say. All right. Mm-hmm, so, you guys mm-hmm. come up and zoning. You start asking your questions, doing your thing. Uh, Who chaired well, the meeting? Well, they they opened up the meeting. Barbara Griffin provided the transition and opened up the meeting, and then by law, she's supposed to turn it over to our chair. And in this case, because Alan Yaten wasn't on the board, he was out in the audience at the time, I believe, 
uh, the person who chaired the meeting was our vice chair, Gail Obrack. Okay. Uh, she opens up the meeting and she says, are there any questions? And I said, sure, I have a couple. And I start asking questions related to the density request. In other words, 99 units, mm-hmm. uh, the, the variance request. And sh- uh, the, uh, the engineer for the project starts uh, answering some of these things. And then Barbara Griffin interferes and say, well, we shouldn't be talking about this. This isn't your purview. And well, what do you uh, mean it's not your – they need a zoning variance for it. What do you mean it's not my purview? Well, it, it it may or may not be my purview, but it's really improper for her to to butt in and take over the job of the of the zoning board chair or or the acting chair in order to tell somebody this is not what we discuss. So she was trying to squash um, your questions. Did I she, think so. Did she succeed? Uh, well, the interesting thing that happened is immediately after she made that comment. In fact, while she was still. Uh, uh, talking about it, uh, Gail Brick spoke up and said that, uh, oh, I forgot to warn these people that if they didn't like the fact that there were only three members here, they could postpone their hearing until uh, there's more members here, which, of course, implies the next scheduled meeting uh, the following month. And uh, what happens is then Barbara Griffin piped up and said, you might want to talk, you know, go talk to yourself among yourselves. You might want to advise your client that he wants to postpone the hearing. And that so wait a minute. The planning board chair told uh, after Gail. So normally what would happen at the beginning of a hearing where there wasn't a full slate of, of people there? They tell everybody. They, they, it, it's a standard first announcement uh, right before the hearings start. But uh, Gail Lebrecht had not made that, that announcement, and as a result um, – But this announcement got made after you started asking your questions. Yes, and, and we're talking 10, 15 minutes into that Okay, and, and, and then the planning board chairman tells the people who are asking for the variance that they want to postpone. Uh, she tells them you should go talk to your uh, – she tells the engineer you should go talk to your client about uh, postponing this until the next meeting. Was the client there? So what did they do? What did they do? Recess the zoning board so that the so that the applicant could go huddle in a closet. Well, they didn't somewhere? do a formal recess. Uh, Barbara says, "Take a couple of minutes and do this." And you then know, no she said doubt, something to that effect. So no doubt they came back and they did that. Of course, of course. So, um, so I got postponed to the well, but September you're never gonna, 5th. But meeting. you're never going to have you're never going to have a full slate because Yateman has recused himself. So Yateman, how do you, how do you get yeah. to five? And by the way, I mean, the zoning board, if I recall correctly, has voted on this, hasn't it? Voted on what? Uh, on, on this application. Uh, we have voted on the application. We ended up voting on the application on September 5th. Okay. Which and was the meeting that this was postponed to. Okay. Uh, so this is all back in August. Yes, this was back in August. So it all, August. all the funny business here is back in August. Oh, it started back in August. Okay. <laughs> it didn't end back then. Uh, so what happens is we have the meeting on September 5th, and we still are short people. We still only have four members. It turns out by then what happens is one of the zoning board members actually took a job as a planning administrator for the town of Goffstown. <laughs> so, of course, being on the zoning board would, of course, be a conflict of interest yeah. and, and inappropriate. So they resigned so from the zoning resigned. board. Okay. And, and so we were definitely down to four people at that point. We had no alternates. Uh, our previous alternate resigned this last summer, the one alternate we did have. So we were kind of short. 
We've been calling for alternates. Alan Yaton at the start of each meeting calls for alternates and tries, mm-hmm. you know, to get people to apply. Okay. Uh, but generally, they haven't gotten people to apply. So we go ahead and we have the meeting. Yaton, of course, is has recused himself in this meeting, and we only have three people. The usual warning is given that you have to, you know, live with the vote of the three people, and the vote needs to be unanimous, or you can postpone. Why does the uh, vote again. need to be unanimous? Because uh, state law requires that for any motion, three out of the five people vote in favor. Okay. What happens is we heard the case, and I felt uncomfortable about the fact that uh, the variance criteria did not uh, justify granting a variance in this case. There are answers to the variance criteria. Well, it sounds to me like the the primary reason to do the variance is basically so they can get enough units to get it financed or have it otherwise be financially worth their while, which you've already said is not something that zoning boards are to consider. Yes, we can't consider that. We have to look at other hardship right. criteria, right. and there really weren't any submitted so, at all. So this is no, uh, other than it, uh, other than bottom line considerations. There are no hardships under the law that you know of that uh, your board can grant relief to. We can grant relief to hardships, but they presented none. No, but that's um, what I'm saying. In this case, yeah. there are none that have been presented that you can grant relief to other than in order to make the project financially viable, we have to have 99 units. In my opinion, that's the case, yes. So are you supposed to be doing the bidding of the developer here, or are you supposed to be ensuring that the uh, you know the requirements of the town are upheld? I am supposed to be ensuring that the requirements of the town are upheld. I'm All supposed right. to represent the citizens of the town, not so the developer. I'm gathering that you voted no on September 5th. I voted no, and the vote was two to one. I was the one. And, and therefore, it failed because it needs three of the five members in favor, yes. regardless of how many people are present. Yes, that's correct. Gotcha. But we didn't entertain a motion to deny to to actually deny the variance application, and as a result, um, there was no ruling that could go out in this particular case, and it was essentially left unresolved. And they didn't really know how to handle, you know, the chair, uh, Gail Obrecht, didn't appear to know how to how to deal with that situation. And, and neither did the zoning administrator, so we were all concerned. Uh, but we left it at that, and then the next week uh, we start getting calls. I started getting emails and calls that indicated that the uh, zoning administrator was very, very concerned because she thought that she had to issue a letter to the applicants that said that we've – uh, denied your variance, your application for a variance, and that uh, uh, she believed that the 30-day appeal period had started, which because we had neither denied nor affirmed the variance, it had not. But she used that as a reason to try to call a meeting. The zoning administrator tried to call a meeting of the Zoning Board of Adjustment. She was pushing uh, for calling a meeting, yes. Who, who, who is legally able to call meetings of the Zoning Board of Adjustment? According to our Goffstown Rules of Procedure, uh, it's the chair who calls the meeting. Okay. So was there a meeting called? Uh, there was a meeting called, and eventually, uh, the the following week, uh, Gail Obrecht filed a request for rehearing, but then the, the chair would have to call it. I asked Alan— Why, why would the vice chairman file a request for rehearing? Wouldn't that be because, up to the applicant? Well, no. She has a right to do so okay. under the law. So, As, a, as the vice chairman or just as a member of the board? Just as a zoning board okay. member. I could do the same thing if I chose to do so. Yeah. Um, so what happens is— um, 
uh, I emailed Alan Yaten uh, during the weekend, and I asked him if he had called the meeting, and he hadn't. And the, the, just before the weekend, when the Patty Gale, who runs the zoning administration uh, details, uh, came up, she said that uh, the town – I asked who called the meeting, and she said, well, the town administrator and the zoning code administrator thought it was a good idea. Um, but they can't call meetings. No, they can't. So now when was this meeting called and when was it supposed to be held? And if it was held, what was the outcome? Well, it was it was established. The meeting was established on Thursday, the f- September 14th, and it was called for Monday, September 18th. Uh, I wasn't able to make the meeting. I had already arranged to be out of town that day right. and so that night. And uh, if there's a vacancy and Yateman's recused himself how and, do they, I, and you're not there, how do they get a quorum? Well, what happens was Yaten did show up uh, for the meeting, and they had suddenly had applications for alternate and member uh, coming out of the woodwork. All of a sudden, we haven't had any applications. There hadn't been an application to be an alternate for at least a good two years because I think I was the last alternate um, appointed, and all of a sudden there's four applications. Mm. Um, they the first two applications. One was from a, a person who had been an alternate on the planning board, and when he had a chance to vote on this particular uh, uh, application in front of the planning board, the 15 Factory Street application, he had uh, very definitely been in favor of it. So they took someone from the planning board who had already voted in favor of the project and made them an alternate on the zoning board. They actually made him a full member to fill in Joanne Duffy's former spot. They made him a full member. Mm-hmm. And then they appointed an alternate. So who, they took somebody who had already shown a bias, and they made them a full member of the zoning board so that he could vote on the project. Well, it was pretty clear he had already made up his mind. You know, he had a track record of supporting this project. Okay. Uh, and we, you know, there were obviously... Uh, there was obviously some question as to whether this was really, um, you know, whether this person was right. part. So they made him a full member, but they would still need an alternate or two because Yateman's not playing and you're out. Well, yes, that's right. So how right. many people got appointed uh, before? Well, well, that night, three people got appointed, one member and two alternates. And the first alternate who was appointed was uh, Denise um, Langley, who is the wife of a local developer who, of course, support who is known to support the project. And uh, I don't know very much about the other person. Okay, so two people who have clearly demonstrated or it's common knowledge that they're in favor of the project get appointed. Now, uh, zoning boards are quasi-judicial bodies. How is it that they can walk into a situation where they have not participated in any of the hearings leading up to that point? I'm assuming there was a vote, and the vote was to approve the project. The vote was to approve the members, uh, the new members and, yeah. and alternates, and they were immediately sworn in, and then they got to vote on whether there would be a rehearing on this project, and the vote was, uh, of course, Yaten had recused himself, so the vote was unanimous to approve the pro- uh, the rehearing. So there's going to be a rehearing after they kind of stacked Yes, the and here. they scheduled it for September 27th, which is well before the normal meeting and there will be very there will be the minimum amount of notice given and by the way the notice will be given in the union leader which very few people in Goffstown get and instead of the Goffstown news which just about everybody gets oh isn't that nice well it's pretty interesting so but here i guess we we, we kind of need to wrap this up um but here, how can these people vote on the project 
when they if, haven't been participants. When, when they in. haven't been participants in the project from the time that it got brought forward to the time it's going to be disposed, it would seem to me. Well, you don't you don't have a judge on a you know on, on a. Uh, let's take the Supreme Court, right? They got yes. what five five judges in the New Hampshire Supreme Court, right? Mm-hmm. If one of them doesn't sit on a hearing, he doesn't it, rule in the case. They don't rule in the case. And so how can these people do this? Well, you're you're not actually prohibited from doing that, but the, it has been customary on the zoning board uh, in every every instance I've ever seen where this was an issue that the person who hadn't sat in on the hearing would would typically abstain from the vote. Uh, and this is not what's happening here. So the vote was taken. People who really normally would not be voting on this, um, of course, voted on it. So it was pretty clear that that this was a situation where they were stacking the board. And magically, after all of this time without being able to get any um, uh, alternates, multiple alternates come forward and two with known biases are appointed. Uh, yes. Uh, well, one alternate and one full board member are appointed. So, so, so that the uh, so that the project can get voted on. All right, uh, it, it took us a little while to get there, but uh, Emily, we thank you for being with us here this morning thank to you, share the details. We will publish the details uh, in full of uh, Emily's written. Um, uh, uh, what is it called? Game of Thrones has got nothing on Goffstown. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yes. And uh, we'll get that published so you can follow along. Mischievous things appear to be afoot at the zoning board in Goffstown. <sighs> I tell you, I hope you like your coming skyscraper. It will be a skyscraper for downtown Goffstown. It's going to be significantly bigger than anything else there. All right. Well, we'll keep and up. And it's going to be visible. All right. Emily Sandblade, Zoning Board Member of Goffstown. Thanks for being with us this morning on the Drought at Large Radio Show.